to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada on this gorgeous Wednesday, June 14th, 2023, coming right up. It is the book of Hosea, chapter 7. Don't you dare miss it. Now you're invited to come up for a Bible study every day here at the Companion Chapel headquarters. That's Companion Chapel at number 338, side road 28 slash 29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G2N0. You missed a great Bible study this morning, John chapter 5. And we had, a, well, Tammy was here and we had a couple chickens and some doggies with us, but you're invited to come on out. Bible study every morning here at the Companion Chapel Worldwide Headquarters. I'll put the address at the bottom of the screen. Now, please first please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. You're invited to partner with the Companion Chapel to help us reach out to a hurting world with the message of Christ's love. When God gives you increase, He doesn't expect you to increase your lifestyle. He expects you to increase your giving. Who God gives much to, He expects much in return. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word to this hurting world. Get in touch with me here at the Companion Chapel email. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. Or go to companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, whatever you can help. Glorify it, magnify it, and broadcast God's saving word. Hosea chapter 7. When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they committed falsehood. And the thief cometh in, and the troop of robbers spoil without. Now always remember, this happened then. This is prophetic import for today. This is prophecy for today. Like if this book was just a history book, no one would read it. It's the most printed book on planet Earth, the best-selling book on planet Earth, because all these happened, these things happened for us, for examples, in these times today, in the here and now. Now when he's saying Israel, that's his spiritual family that we are to adopt ourselves into. And Israel back then was the 12 tribes of Israel. Ten tribes split and went north, and they were called Ephraim and Manasseh. And as it's written throughout the Bible many times, even in the book of Hosea, the number of the stars of the sky and the sands of the sea, where did they migrate to? Well, they went up over the Caucasus Mountains, through Europe, through North America, what to, for what to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world god wants his children back they can only be reconciled through the lord jesus christ you have to have a working knowledge of the bible you have to get to know him remember the most daunting words in the bible matthew chapter 7 you're going to meet your maker and that will be the lord jesus christ and what if he says to you depart from me you never took the time to get to know me you had your face glued to a screen glued to a phone you were just worshiping your time Worship, what you have faith in, religion, follower of one's own beliefs. God wants his children back. Here's the instructions. I would have healed you. That's Father's emotions. That's what God wants. I want to heal you, to get back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, to get back into harmony with the universe, with the way God created it. He didn't create turmoil, chaos, disorder, distrust, uncertainty. He created a place of peace, a Shangri-La. And the iniquity of Ephraim, that Ephraim means double blessed. The my double blessed children who I gave this book to the set of instructions to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world because we're all part of the human family and discovered the wickedness of Samaria. That was the capital. 
of the ten tribes of Israel, just outside of Jerusalem. That's Capitol Hill. What they do at Capitol Hill? We have a Capitol Hill today, don't we? And they committed falsehood. The thief cometh, the truth, troops of robbers spoil without. What did they do? Created a capitalist corpocracy. They have a financial interest in the outcome of everything with a total absence of humanity. Samaria, prophetic import, just re represents the Capitol Hill of today. And you know what I'm talking about. And we pray for everybody comes to repentance. And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. They just don't care. People just don't care. When it comes to their morals, which leads to the ethics, leads to the ethic indictment of all human values. They just don't care. Now, their own doings, they have beset about them. They are before my face. God is just sitting there beyond our current perception of physics, watching us like a bunch of kids in a sandbox destroy his planet and destroy each other with attitudes of obscene entitlement fueled by ruthless, unadulterated greed. Today is the most important day of your life, God's telling us. You as an individual, I'm watching you. They made the king glad with their wickedness and the princes with their lies. We know, we use biblical usage of these words. The king, foundations of power, and the princes, those in charge. Oh, they're happy. Why? Because unelected world leaders and elected world leaders call themselves elite because they have billions of dollars at their disposal, continually making money for personal gain. Again, with a total absence of humanity, they have commodified the basic necessities of life, food, water, and they created, or food and shelter, I meant to say, and then they've created a fossil fuel economy that's got us all bound, and they just exploit it. They use humanity as surplus and expendable as a commodity. And they're happy about it. They are all adulterers as an oven heated by the baker who seetheth from raising after it kneaded the dough until it's leavened. We're just using an analogy here of a heated oven. Remember what adulterers and adulteries means. That gets down to your morals. That's on an individual basis. When he's talking about whoredoms, it's what people go whoring after. When God talks about um, when God's children reject God's ideologies and pursue, as God puts it, whoring after heathen ideologies. Whoring after, God likens it to an unfaithful wife who he rejects. We are to be God's wife of God's covenant in all loyalty. Whoremongering, harlotry, it's used over 150 times in the Bible. It's very important to understand what this is. When God says adulterers, he's talking about idolaters. He's talking about the individuals. Remember, morals is the benchmark for human values and human virtue. We're watching the moral decay of society happening around us right now. A morally corrupt society living by ethically corrupt institutional standards. Morals is on the individual. God's saying down to the individual here. Morals are the personal thought patterns that translate into intentions and actions and leads to the ethics, the set of institutional standards that collective 
individuals establish governmental systems. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. God expects us to be meek. And always remember meek in the Hebrew. It's much different from the word meek in the English. Meek in the English means easily imposed upon and submissive. Meek in the Hebrew is exactly the opposite. It means to afflict yourself with self-discipline. Learn to say no to yourself in the face of all the vain curiosities that are hammering at you all day long, coming at you off screens, all the temptations. Remember what meek, afflict yourself with self-discipline. It also means learning to say no to yourself in face of all the vain curiosities, the assertions of willpower over basic desires. It is the difference between pleasure and happiness. Yeah, money can buy you pleasure. Soon to be outdated junk that comes with a planned obsolescence built right into it. It'll never love you back. You become a slave to your longings and wantings. But the Lord Jesus Christ tells us, you can't buy love, you can't buy faith, and you cannot buy happiness true happiness, contentment, and inner peace. And you can't buy salvation. Adulterers, they're all getting heated up here as it's written. This is just an analogy of a heated oven. People feel it inside. They want to chase their vain curiosities. The heat inside is the internal passion of the mind. In that day, our king and princes are... In that day of our king, the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hand with scorners. Oh yeah, they're just hanging around with all the mockers and scoffers, all the blasphemers of God's divine laws of providence, God's divine laws written here in the councils of eternity, and they're getting intoxicated by it. They can't get enough of it. They hang out together and they make a collective set of standards, a governmental system outside of God's governmental laws. What do we know anyway? Look what we've done to the planet. And we, we're talking about people in charge here. Comes from individuals, for they have made ready in their heart like an oven. Oh yeah, they're hot on it. While they lie in wait, that just means they're thinking about it, their plans, plots, and purposes. They're, it's always on their mind. I'm going to read this, how this is written in the Hebrew. Their anger sleepeth all night, in the morning it burneth with a flaming fire, and I can prove it's not the baker that sleepeth all night. Go to your Masoretic text, and you will see it there. I don't know why they put the word baker. I kind of do, but it's be anyways, we're not going to get into that today. It's their anger sleepeth all night. It's in them all night. People get anxieties and worries and fears, and they're motivated to do not what, what's right, to pursue this construct here especially money. They let the major media think for them. To reduce one's ability to think critically or even independently, we see that all the time. To change their religious authority, that's your first seal, trump, and vial. Listen, the seals, trumps, and vials are written throughout the whole Bible. This is the most repetitive book you'll ever read. And it's just analogy after analogy to try and teach us God wants his children back. And there's a set of rules here, and it's not that hard. And we have a great advantage. We see it playing out on the world stage today. In the morning, it burneth as a flaming fire. Oh, people are hot on it first thing in the morning. You can see them 
Today we did we studied John chapter 5 and it was awesome. And there's two fountains in the Bible that you'll read about. The fountain of life, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, the living waters, and the fountain rivers of traffic going to fountains of activity. That's Satan's fountain. Rivers of traffic, rivers of merchandise. People just can't get to work fast enough. They can't. You just see the traffic. You see the merchandise. You see the money moving around planet Earth. Two different fountains. So watch that. Burning, flaming fire. People are hot on it. They are all hot as an oven and have devoured their judges. All the kings are fallen. There's none among them that calleth unto me. They've all turned away from God. That's all that's saying. Talk about judges. Have you ever had any experience in the courts or you watch what judges do now? They're bound by a set of ethics, institutional rules that where the truth doesn't even matter anymore. Somebody's feelings means more than the truth. That's just one little example. But we see what happens when people, people put judges set up into the system of things outside of God's word. It's all set on precedent. You know, you can ask. I once asked a crown attorney. I said, as a lawyer engaged in public prosecution, is your job to convict or to find justice? And you should have seen the look on his face. He's never heard anybody talk to him like that before. I said, do you win a case and lose a case? Or do you try and find justice? He could care less about justice. He just wants to win. That's what the judges do today. And lawyers are the same thing. Greasiest bunch on planet Earth. Casting doubt on the truth. If you want to be a lawyer... Hey, if you can do that, who's the first one to do that? Satan himself, casting doubt on the truth. Being a scripture lawyer is what people are like today. Ephraim, Ephraim, double bless. He hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Yeah, you're half-baked. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here, and there upon him. He knoweth nothing. He doesn't know nothing. Man, when somebody's getting gray hair, they're supposed to grow into wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ should dwell in them. That contains the truth. A, a linear progression towards the truth. That's what this book is. It's a consistent thought pattern. Mankind is bound by the principles of being human. We all have inconsistent thought patterns. That's why Jesus Christ gives us this chance to identify our problems, confront them, and go for the correction written in here. We always watch the heathen and the, and the atheists. Their argument is always predictable. Always has to veer off into some hypothesis, some theory, some Netflix video they've seen, some YouTube video they've seen, some commentary they've read about, or one of their major media influencers. Well, there's a major media journalist. They just identify with that with no critical thinking, no independent thinking, and that's called psychological warfare, mind control. So be careful. People with gray hair should know better. It's what's being said here. We're supposed to teach our children. We're supposed to want the whole human family to come back to our Heavenly Father. That's our job when we have this book. We have access to this. Strangers devoured their strength. Yeah, you've diluted your core values and allowed heathen ideologies to 
come into your psyche, your spirit, that's intellect of your soul, your reactive attitude that motivates all actions, your vain curiosities. That's what God says in Revelation chapter 3. I'd rather you were hot on it or cold on it. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be a fence sitter. Be somebody. The pride of Israel. Pride, there's a big word there. That was Satan's downfall. Self-pride. He slandered God's word. He challenged God's sovereignty. And he got one-third of us to follow him. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. And they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Where do they go? They turn away to their own vain curiosities. They turn away to the major media. And they run after political systems. And they think unelected world leaders who are just, just because they're billionaires somehow have a plan for us. And they do have a plan. And it's very interesting. It just entails a total absence of humanity. And it's total blasphemy against God's ecosystem. God's system of things. God's divine providence. And they have a good, like highly motivated, extremely intelligent, with billions of dollars at their disposal, and they use the major media for thought control, for thought reform, to change your religious authority. It puts people in a cult. The only cult people never see is the one they're in. And to deprogram yourself, to get your exodus out of that cult, you get your exit counseling from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Don't be one of the mice in a maze ripping around for rich white man's construct. This is obviously Satan's construct. A mice in the maze. Money, ideology, coercion, and ego. I can never be corrected. Well, this book is for your correction. That's what we're doing here right now. So we can back into harmony, get back into harmony with the universe. You see, Ephraim, the double blaster like a silly dove without a heart. They call to Egypt and to Assyria. Here's a key here. We're not talking Egypt over here anymore. Over by Mediterranean, Saudi Arabia. Egypt throughout the Bible means something. Revelation chapter 11 tells us Egypt means spiritually corrupt. That's where the children of Israel were first held into captivity. To get yourself out of captivity from the spiritually corrupt. And Jeremiah or Ezekiel chapter 31, we talk about Ephraim and Assyria again. These two countries don't mean much anymore, especially Assyria. It doesn't exist. Egypt, and God said in the book of Ezekiel, will be a base nation. And they've been a base nation since God put that curse on them. They've never been a superpower again. So when we read about Egypt and Assyria as a prophetic import, Egypt just means they call to the spiritually corrupt and to... The Assyrian represents in the Bible a superpower, ethically corrupt, morally corrupt superpower. A fighting superpower, an army superpower. These two things together mean something. We're calling to them. We set up a governmental system that is based on big government, big military, and big money. And we watch them. 750 American military bases around the world. Like, I follow military bases around the world, and I was just blown away. Military escalation and forming military alliances has never worked 
in the history of mankind. People don't look back and learn by their mistakes. They think they know better. God gives us examples. Did it work then in the Bible? In these biblical times, no. Epic disaster. And it's an epic disaster now. And we just get lied to. Like Lies eventually fail. You can't prove a lie. You can't prove a falsehood. But through obsessive messaging, you have to identify the obsessive messaging. Think critically. Think independently. Don't let it change your attitudes or beliefs. Don't be like a silly dove. Don't call and have faith in this construct. Political systems, money, major media. We're in the dynasty of censorship right now, so be very careful. It's the killing of the truth. And when they shall go, I'll spread my net upon them. I'll bring them down as the fowls of heaven. I will chastise them as their congregation hath heard. Yeah, you guys all congregate together. God's going to chastise you. And God only chastises those he loves. And God always give thanks for chastisement as it's written because God knows how much affliction you need to humble for the eternity. God allows this net, Satan's dragnet. He allows it. All the evil in the world has to be exposed so everybody can learn Okay, this is an epic fail. It leads to frustration, disappointment, anguish, mortification of the soul. Mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing themselves. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart, but it's instigated by this entity, Satan, whose greatest trick is fooling the whole world into thinking that he does not exist. He is the magistrate of the world the schoolmaster of the world, the treasure of the world. He is the prince of the air, all-encompassing of life, focused on this little tiny planet right now so that we can decide what congregation you want to be in. Woe unto them, they have fled from me. People always leave God. God will never leave you or forsake you. People leave or forsake God, and that's your free will choice. God will not violate the principles of free will. You cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. People leave God. They have not cried unto me. Woe unto them, they have fled from me. Destruction unto them. And it's true. You just destroy yourself. Once you've hit rock bottom, you'll realize, hey, God's outstretched hand is always there. God will always give you a way out as it's written. He'll never put more on you than you can handle. But if you'd want to be stubborn about it and think you know better, then it's going to be anguish and mortification of the soul, constant disappointment, constant frustrating, constant finger pointing, constantly looking back and blaming. God's not judging what happens to you. He's judging what you do. Because they have transgressed against me. There you have it. Does it say in the Bible anywhere, I'm a Christian now and life is going to be a cakewalk? Absolutely not. It's sufferings before the glory. Though I have redeemed them, God paid the price. And this looks forward to from Hosea's time, which Hosea means salvation, to the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah, that means salvation of Yahweh, the anointed one, paid the price for us that none of us could pay. Yet they have spoken lies against me. What's the lie? Starts with tradition, starts with your morals, leads to the ethics, leads to things like big religion, where they... Use the Bible as a random book of quotes. Great swelling words for man's admiration. Admiration for advantage. Using the Bible as a random book of quotes. 
hearing all these sermons on human merit, human endeavor, human experience, human entitlement. Oh, you deserve more now that you're a Christian. Your lifestyle should increase. No, your giving should increase. It's all about humbling yourself and thinking about the rest of the human family. There's consequences to what you do and nothing hid that shall not be revealed. God is watching. We just went through that a few verses ago. It's the most important day of your life. Know that what you have beset about you, that is your account. What's on your account? You'll die at the most inconvenient time. Fate won't negotiate no matter how big of a star you think you are. And then there you are. You'll have lots of time to cry about it later if you're pursuing your self-interest over God's interest over the human family, the well-being of the human family. They've spoken lies against me. That's traditions of men that make void the word of God and they worked their way into the churches today, big religion, and you can see it because you know. Are you being taught the Bible or not? You know. You open the Bible after you've, gone, after you've been to church. Sit in your pickup truck after you've been to church for three months. Have you learned anything or have you learned a bunch of catchphrases and gone in there? The big difference between adrenaline and the Holy Spirit is a calming spirit of understanding, wisdom, knowledge. It comes by grace. Adrenaline's when you're ripping around having rock and roll bands in the church and some pastor or preacher getting the whole place just all wound up. That's adrenaline. I went to a church like that for three months and then sat in the, my pickup truck. Hey, man, this guy hasn't taught me nothing. We pray for those people. We pray for the whole human family. Lies against me. Not teaching God's word. That's the instructions. Judgment starts at the pulpit, big shot. And they have cried not, and they have not cried unto me with their heart. Maybe lip service, but not from the heart. You can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hand. When they howled upon their beds... Wait, who's not doing that? Like people just, there's 35 million people in America on insured prescriptions for antidepressants and anti-anxieties. What's it like going to bed and tossing and turning all night? I'll tell you one thing. When you have inner peace and contentment, you lay, you go you go to bed at night and you get an 8 to 10 solid hour sleep and there's nothing that you're worrying about. Trust or you won't be trusted. Trust God or trust this construct and you'll be howling all night in your bed trusting that construct and they assemble themselves for corn and wine and they rebel against me that's right they're looking for joy somewhere else they're looking for sustenance somewhere else and they rebel against God though I have bound and strengthened their arms yet they do yet do they imagine mischief against me hey my outstretched arms are always there ezekiel chapter 13 my outstretched arms are always there but you guys try and sugarcoat it and marginalize it ezekiel chapter 13 god hates that they return but not to the most high they are like a deceitful bow their princes shall fall by the sword for the rage of their tongue this shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. A deceitful bow. Go to the first seal. A white horse. White denotes purity. Horse denotes mobile power. It's coming to conquer and conquer. It has a crown, a crowning authority. And that word bow here, go to the etymology of the word bow. 
in the Hebrew and the Greek. That word bow means a toxic power with a focused delivery right to the iris of your eye. It's psychological warfare, a deceitful bow. Those not turning back to God as their religious authority are a deceitful bow because the psychological warfare is playing on you in your psyche, brainwashing, menticide, changes in your religious authority. What happens? What that sources always reveal seals reveal the source of the tribulation this deceitful bowl god is saying you people are like a deceitful bowl you've allowed it to enter your psyche your spirit the intellect of your soul what happens here's the actions of the first seal vial and trump the first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burnt up and all the green grass was burnt up a hail is always used in judgment. Biblical usage of the word. We're not talking about a weather event here. Biblical usage of the word. Follow those threads that run through the Bible. That forms patterns. This is a hail of deception. Fire, the internal passion of the mind. The tongue is a fire. Follow the threads through the Bible. James chapter 3. The tongue is a fire that no man can tame. Can tame. It is unreally evil full of deadly poison that deceitful bowl that we're talking about with that toxic it's the word toxic in the greek bowl in the first seal toxic like james just said the tongue is full of toxic toxin i just read it and i forget it but full of deadly poison you see what we're trying to say here mingled with blood blood it just means your life force throughout the bible read your bible and trees and grass burnt up we are the one-third as it's written in revelation 12 4 and trees is constantly used as an analogy of us throughout the bible just go to matthew chapter 7. we are to be trees of righteousness and what we produce the fruit that we produce we still call fruit produce today what are you producing as it's written here, have you turned? Are you a deceitful bull? Do you rebel against God? What are you producing? Your imagination and mischief? What are you producing? And grass, Isaiah chapter 40, Psalms chapter 90. Just two spots and many spots are likened to, to, unto flesh. All flesh is grass. We're here one day, gone the next. We're all burning up inside. Even overcomers are burning up because we see what this construct is doing to our brothers and sisters. We pray for those walking in darkness. That's the actions of the deceitful bow. Now just go to chapter 16 of the book of Revelation and here's the results. That's what happens when something's poured out on you. Here's the effective results. And the first angel sounded and poured out his vial upon the earth and th there fell anoint some grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast upon them which worship his image noinsome this is the results noinsome grievous is kekos poneros in the original language it means evil evil sore right on your soul kekos means the source of it your thoughts your intents and poneros means the action the sore right on your soul Mark of the beast just means your thoughts, your intents, and your actions. 
an evil, evil, oozing sore right on your soul. Isn't that just the greatest thing how the seals, trumps, and vials are written throughout the Bible over and over and over again? Their princes shall fall by the sword. What is the sword? Biblical usage of the word sword is what comes out of your mouth, your words, as it's written. God's word is the sword of truth. Revelation chapter 1, for example, the book of Ephesians, for the rage of their tongue, and we just went over that, the tongue no man can tame, it is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. The tongue is a fire, as it's written, book of James, the Bible, always translate within the Bible, there shall be derision in the land of Egypt. Derision in the land of the spiritually corrupt. Isn't that just the greatest thing? That's Hosea chapter 7. I hope you enjoyed that. My name is Mike. Please get a hold of me. I love your emails. Just to say hi. Companionchapel at gmail.com. And I hope to hear from you soon. Have yourself a great day. And bye for now.